0: Welcome, welcome
1: to Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thought Hack. Uh, really quick, I want to thank our sponsors: Blue Microphone, Catalyst Case, uh, Sendstroke, and Wildhorn Outfitters. I've been campaigning to have this friend of mine come on the show for a while. I've I've been working through her her manager slash husband.
0: Reggie is too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reggie is too um, much. Um so uh I'd like to welcome to the show Magda Seville. Thank Thanks you for, for, for coming me. on.
2: Thank you for having me, Reg. Uh-huh. You know, it's always a pleasure yeah. to sit down and talk to you. I was joking,
1: I was joking with Rob. I was like, yo, like they got the plaque. They, they, they Hollywood now. They hit me with the Hollywood. And uh,
2: it's no Hollywood, Reg. You know how it is being mm. busy, you know, a mom, an entrepreneur. Definitely. You know, it's a lot of
1: it. It's all of that's dope. Like mm-hmm. every time I look at your page and it's like it's really cool to be inspired by a friend of yours and someone you know, especially since. I've known you since before the, the YouTube stuff. Yeah. And you still on the health stuff, even at the other apartment when, like, you know, it was coming through and we was plotting on different things. You're still on the health kick. You were still, like, giving tips and everything. So to see your growth from then and now is, like, it's been amazing.
2: Yeah, and seeing you, too, it's, I love seeing the progression. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, like, it's good to have people around you that you can see them elevate in different levels of life and not just mm-hmm. stay stagnant. So it's good to see that. The same thing with you, you, your family, everybody's doing, you know, what you need to do to progress. So to me, I, it's awesome to see that.
1: The I was going to go into the mom thing first. Okay. Right. So it's congratulations. Thank you're I'd still consider you a new mom. Right. It, yeah. It's been a little bit, but I would still consider you a new mom. Right. And you're figuring things out. And the thing is, the crazy thing about being a parent is as soon as you have a kid, you realize your parents had no idea what they're doing
2: yeah pretty much everybody yeah.
1: everybody's like kids just raising kids I right. feel like because I'm just like yeah I don't I I'll sit up and I'm like am I like fucking my kid up like am I like, you know what I mean <laughs> no.
2: like, I got try so hard and I think about the things like every time I think every parent try to uh or they want to do it better than their parents because to mm. a certain degree we all deal with some type of I guess struggle when it comes to our parents or uh, something, some parenting skills, um, that our parents had that we wasn't really too fond of. We try not to make those same mistakes with our children. So for me, I'm just trying to be mindful when it comes to Paige and just to just pay attention to her, see what she likes doing, see what she enjoys doing and just try to implement, implement that more. So lifestyle. And it's just so weird because I see her progressing so much faster. She's picking up things. I even want to, like at 18 months, I took her to the doctor and he, she had to do her checkup. And I said you know what's so funny when it comes to Paige she does she conflu- she confuses her colors purple and blue and he just looked at me like she there's no way she's learning colors at such a young age mm-hmm. but she has a uh, I guess a, a drive or hunger to want to learn and I see mm-hmm. that and I just try to just you know encourage her to want to like, just herself. absorb everything and
1: yeah. her having you guys as parents and you guys cuz I see like when you guys are out and you're, you're working out in the morning. Sidebar, I'm watching your workout videos in bed. Like, I'm in bed, like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm welling right now. I need to get my life together. But, uh, you guys are working out and Paige is there. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She's, she's watching you guys, um, and your lifestyle. She's going to come up with parents that are, uh, hardworking and, there's, and discipline. I think that's that's a, a important thing to to pass on to. Yeah. Is that something you kind of just developed over time or is that something you just always had?
2: Mm, that's a good question. I can say a level of having a level of discipline, yeah, I've always had it. But when it comes to that structure, we've definitely developed that over time, seeing what works for us, seeing uh um, how our bodies react to uh, the lifestyle. Oh, sorry.
1: You don't have to be too close, but it's the vicinity.
2: (laughs) See, I'm too far. Yeah, Yeah, seeing how our bodies react to the lifestyle is just like, now I'm starting to see, all right, um, I have to do... Okay, it's like taking a shower. Mm -hmm. It's like brushing your teeth. At first, when you're a kid, you are just... I don't feel like brushing my teeth. I don't want to take a shower. I don't want to wash up. Mm -hmm. But after a while, you start to realize how uncomfortable you feel if you don't brush your teeth, if you don't wash up, things like that. Mm -hmm. So just like we have the discipline to wash up and everything... The same thing like just have to work out, how to eat well, healthy lifestyle. It just becomes a habit. Yeah. After a while.
1: Honestly, it's it's I I'm disciplined with everything else. But I think it's because of the everything else has like money attached to it. Like I'm doing this, this and that. I know if I'm I'm meticulous and I stay on top of that, X amount is going to materialize. With my body, I feel like I more so need like accountability partners. Mm -hmm. So it was different when like Ralph would be like, yo, stop being lazy. Come on, son. Like, you know what I mean? Once I've kind of been just left to my own devices, I'm just going to revert back to the old habits because even though I feel like working out made everything better and easier as far as working and doing the entrepreneur thing, like I just always felt great and so on and so forth. Once you fall into the, the the work habits and so on and so forth and you're just eating bullshit because you're running around and you're trying to get stuff done and you're not really meal prepping and so on and so forth. It it just kind of undid everything. I almost feel like it was like worse to work out and then stop than just never work out.
2: Yeah, yeah. It is it is worse because yeah. you can't find the momentum anymore. So yeah. you're just trying to find that momentum to, and incorporate that into your busy schedule. And the thing is like, I think we've been conditioned the wrong way to feel like it's a nuisance or a chore to get up and exercise or eat right because it's so convenient to go down to the store like they make it convenient for us to have this junk food Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day to me i look at it like it's not about the convenience of having like you know you have a busy schedule um it's more so about health at the end of the day and i feel like You're not the only person that goes to this. Most people, you know, have busy schedules. They're trying to find a way to eat healthier. The only thing I can say is make food, uh, buy stuff that's easier for you to prepare at home, like ground turkey, stuff like that, if you are quickly on the go. And if you're not... Hire a chef that can meal prep for you and help hold you accountable. Well, I
1: mean, that's that's easier for for you to say to me, but like, not everyone could just be like, "Yo, let me just go hire a chef." This is bro?
2: Yeah, but then even not you hire like they have affordable people that is out there that's going to like meal prep. Not yeah, like you say, not mm-hmm. everybody can hire a chef. That's going to- sidebar <laughs> talking about hiring
1: a chef. Ralph told me the the, the chef story, bro. It's hilarious.
2: Yeah. so I'm. T- I'm saying like just it's different ways to make it easier. Cause the thing is we try to make up a whole bunch of excuses to why what's so funny, right? Because it's
1: almost not just Ralph, but like as we're talking about it, I'm almost like, oh Mag is Mag is somewhere else now. Mag's like, nah, just go hire a chef. <laughs> no, nah, it's like, nah, it's cool. Just hire a personal chef. If no, you, not um.
2: like that, because the chef that she when when it comes to mm-hmm. meal prep like, okay. I've, even when you're hiring, like you work for like a mill to go service or whatever. Um, they are chefs yes. It's just that we're not thinking that they're chefs But they mm-hmm. are chefs They just go the, What What is it like $150 Like every... go fresh
1: and, and all that other stuff
2: Yeah it's $150 yeah. a week If you're not going to go grocery shopping And you feel like your food is going to go bad I Might as well just pay the $150 yeah. as that I think
1: with meat. go fresh or whatever it is You have to prepare your Because I've gotten the boxes and everything You have to prepare the food They just put the stuff and the recipe in there and you Well have to... not
2: really go fresh like For like a meal prepping service, like there's some restaurants you go to, you can Mm. hire them to meal prep for you as well. Like you can go in and they'll they'll pay you like, I mean, they'll charge you $150 for like a certain amount of meals or et cetera. Mm. So it's just more about thinking about budgeting. If budgeting is an issue, if pricing is an issue, it's just more so thinking about how, what am I willing to sacrifice to make sure that I'm getting the most out of my health? Because sometimes we make up excuses. oh, I can't do this. I can't. No, you really can't. Because if you went to the doctor's office right now and they told you, hey, you got high blood pressure, high cholesterol, now all of a sudden you got the money. Now all of a sudden you realize you can make yeah. these changes. Yeah. So now it's just more so thinking like, okay, I don't want to get to that point for me to make these healthy choices. Why not do it now?
1: Because, I mean, you're you're right. It's probably more expensive to wait to get sick
2: yeah it is more expensive um like I said hospital bills aren't cheap prescription isn't cheap so it's like yeah. it's all about waiting out your options which one are you willing to just take? oh
1: so I um I went and there was a to be honest I'll, I'll become. I could I could afford it at the time but I was just being lazy because there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on so I had let my um, health insurance lapse because um the kids and um, I'm not going to go into that, but yeah. they were good. Right. You right. know what I mean? Because um, I guess of whatever um, like uh, Obama situation. So okay. as long as their mom is covered, they're like.
2: Good with it.
1: The- basically. Okay. Um, So I let my insurance lapse because I was just like, oh, I'm not a big fan of the premiums. I'll just like give it a couple of months and I'll get to it when I get to it. Right. Unfortunately, in that like four month period of just BSing and just not getting to it, so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna call my agent. I'm gonna take care of it, but like, I, I never called anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to feel a pain in my side. Went to um Saint Barnabas, and I thought like I was just gonna be in and out, and it was actually like my appendix. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally went in there like, all right, can we hurry up? Cause I got like appointment. I got to go take care of, and they're like, yeah, you can't leave because. Yeah. If it explodes in you, we need you to like sign a waiver to say that we told you not to leave and because you might die and all this. Now I'm just like, oh, fuck. Mm. So I have the surgery and, um, yeah, that was like, I think I end up having to pay like somewhere around like 10,000 cash. And that was like, because I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't have insurance. I'm just going to pay cash. They were like, oh, okay, then we're going to change the price. Cause I think they were going to charge the insurance company somewhere close to like $30,000 for the surgery. Wow. And because I was paying cash, they were like, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to charge you that. That's like the insurance price. Like just, you know, it's going to be like 10000 I was just like, oh, fuck. Wow. Like that's,
2: that's crazy. That's wild. I'm glad that you're you know mm-hmm. that you definitely went to the hospital like you said if it would have yeah. exploded i the- i
1: wasn't gonna go like you know my sister was nagging me and i was just like ah. Uh, and then it got to the point where any time i moved just a little bit it was just like this sharp pain like it just yeah. got to the point where i i couldn't hold it off any longer
2: yeah thank god yeah. thank god that you're, you're you did the right thing and yeah, stuff like that is scary reg and like we're getting older we're at a stage where we're getting older some people think that you could do the same thing that you used to do when you were 18, 12, whatever. It doesn't work that way. Our bodies change. We have to adapt with, you know, the changes that our bodies are making. So making eating the same way that we once did when we were children, it just doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't.
1: I mean, I'll be honest. When I was working out religiously with, like, Ralph and Cuba, I think we was going, like, two, three days a week. Mm-hmm. I was probably in the best shape of my life, even because I think I was, like, maybe... How long ago was that? Like, maybe two years ago? Like, I think I was like 30 or yeah. 31. I was in the best shape of my life.
2: Right. See? And yeah. you felt good. And I felt great. I don't know why. Yeah. it's Reg, I don't know what it is in our heads. Like, we, even I have the problem. Sometimes mm. having to get up and go work out. Sometimes mm. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. After I get it done, I'm like, I'm glad I went. Because
1: yeah, of course. I feel
2: 10 times better.
1: And then the door, Like, I, I always felt amazing afterwards. I always was happy that I went. And so on and so forth. And then working out religiously kind of made me change the way I eat because yeah. I know how I felt going into the workout eating a certain way. Yeah. I remember I went up there and I had like two slices of pizza and I went to work out with Ralph. And then I think I told Cuba and Ralph that I had two slices of pizza, which made them go like even harder on me because like, I don't know, they, they're they sadists or something. No, nah, that's but
2: the worst thing I felt disgusting. Yeah, yeah. like That's one of the Especially when it comes to training, like what you eat makes the difference in the world. I did one time, I went and I had some Chinese food, Mm -hmm. and I didn't, I'm like, it's not gonna make a difference. Let me just go train and work out. Mm -hmm. My energy sucked. Like, I had Mm -hmm. no energy in whatsoever. And that's the reason why, because our bodies work off our macronutrients, Mm -hmm. which is the vitamins and minerals that we need to function properly. So, there's not much vitamins and minerals in that, like Chinese food. It's Damn, just more so. You're processed. gonna have the Chinese food have... people come after
1: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean it's fun food. That's mm. what it is. It's junk food. It's fun mm. food. It's stuff that we eat, you know, just for fun, but mm. it's not food that needs to be in our everyday, you know, uh, I guess diet or how we eat. It's not that type of food. So you have I know your... people that
1: eat Chinese food like every day, like that's their like they eat it every day.
2: That's yeah. that's that's uh Oh my god. It's scary. I, I I don't wanna come off like I'm judging people because I'm not Mm. Everybody's financial situation is different and then habits is another thing too. Mm. Like you start to get addicted to the ingredients, you want to mm. eat this stuff. Like it's it's so much that goes into it. I'm sure it.
1: buying Chinese every day is more expensive than just going grocery shopping. Is it like
2: Yeah, it is. If you break it down, yeah, yeah absolutely. It because
1: there's like this, um I don't know if it's a myth or what's going on, but they're saying it's it's cheaper. Well, in a lot of ways it is. It's cheaper to eat bullshit than it is to go out and eat healthy like I think everybody automatically looks at whole food as like oh no that's that's too expensive it man. really
2: isn't it's not cheaper because mm-hmm. you're eating more because you're eating junk you're mm-hmm. getting hungry mm-hmm. those are empty calories there's no again vitamins and minerals in it mm-hmm. so you can eat like a bag of chips 25 cents Fifty cents. I don't know how much they charge now. Mm-hmm. I know the prices went up. Mm-hmm. And then you get hungry, you eat some other junk. That stuff accumulates, and then you eating all these calories, and you are thinking that it's cheap. But by the end of the day, you done spent twenty dollars on a whole bunch of junk mm-hmm. that, that has empty calories. And now you, you're thinking that is less expensive than actually going to Whole Foods and get some ground turkey, six dollars. You get you some potatoes. That's what. Another $4 and you get some vegetables, $3. That's, that's enough to like make at least two meals out of it for that day, which is, to me, is more beneficial than just not mm-hmm. doing the right thing and just buying junk and thinking that's cheaper. It really isn't. Mm-hmm. I, I tested it one time. You did. I tested it one time and I was like, let me see what's going on. So I went to, I forget where I go. I went to, uh, I think it was Wendy's or something like that. So, let me see what everybody keeps saying that it's cheaper to buy out. Um, to, to buy, it's cheaper to buy out and it's more expensive to buy things at Whole Foods. So, I went, got the, my, the stuff at Wendy's. I'm like, yo, this is expensive. $20 just for two meals? I was like, this is not, it's, I just couldn't believe how much money it takes to just buy junk food. And for me, it's like, why everybody keeps saying it's so expensive? I think it's just people, I, we just get so accustomed to, I get, um, not cooking or knowing how to cook. And just, it's just so many excuses, I think, that we make to not do the right you,
1: thing. You, you're, you're a monster in the kitchen also, like, which is a great segue because I, I don't really get those, those invites to, to come through and eat anymore. Yo, <laughs> that turkey you had cooked that one time. I think it was the best turkey I ever had in my life.
2: What turkey? What? I
1: remember I came through cause we was doing the podcast and I think we was waiting on Link or something. And Ralph was like, Yo, by the way, like we just cooked this turkey breast, we let it marinate for like two days or something. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool. So like I took a piece of turkey breast, I was like, Oh, that was delicious. Like, okay. did you invite me to just sample this so I could go <laughs> and eat some bosa? Like, you're just you're just upsetting me.
2: Reggie, you know we—you're mm. always welcome. But for mm. the most part, it's like when it comes to our meals, it's like we always prep them, and um.
1: And then that that salmon burger, and then that steak oh, yeah, you made yeah, one yeah, time, yeah, bro. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's upsetting to think about. Yeah,
2: but I mean, Reggie, it's it's, just, it's just a lot when it comes to living a to you. It's about making certain sacrifices just to eat well. I would
1: rather you. y'all never had given it to me because now I just have to go back out into the world and just eat bullshit.
2: No, you have to learn how to cook and prepare your own yes. meals. That's what it's about.
1: I'm a Irish I'm chef. I don't
2: understand. Like, you have the cultural mm. background, the Haitian background. Mm. You go ahead and marinate your food. It's no different. We all do things the same. Marinate I don't know. and put it to the side. Maybe it's a share. bullshit
1: excuse. I don't feel like I have the time.
2: It is an excuse. Yeah, You have it the time. It's I don't just, have you a lot just of time. You don't want to allot the time to do it.
1: Maybe. That might be it. That might be it.
2: You don't want to allot the time like we we all have the time because Reg, I'm telling you right now, God forbid it would have been worse, when, um, in terms of your appendix, mm-hmm. I, it could have been worse. Your body is the only house you have to live. You can't move out of it, so it's just more oh, so that about. Was deep thinking about the choices that you make to make sure that you take care of yourself the way that you know you need to, you god willing if you want to live to your 80s and 90s mm-hmm. want to make sure you take care the best care you can possible your body
1: I don't know I think about that I I don't like I want to live till I'm old but not like you know when you're like so old that you just like You can't really do shit. You just kind of—I don't know. That's like that was a dark—that was a dark path was going to go down.
2: I used to work in a nursing home, Mm -hmm. and I used to look at all these old, like around Mm sixteen. I used to look at the elderly and think, like, Dad, how did you get here? Like, what did you do? I used to ask them all types of questions, like, what type of uh, life choices did you make to end up in a wheelchair? And this one woman, she was the only one that was walking around. She was ninety. She had she was lucid. She I was like, How did you do it? Like what what makes you different from everybody here? She's like, Well, I wake up every morning and I was a dancer, so I stretched and I did my thing and I always danced and I always watch what I ate. And I just think, like, wow, like you know how to me it was Almost, I was seeing my future right in front of me mm-hmm. and the choices that I make now, I can either end up in a wheelchair or end up like some of these elderly, they can't eat for themselves. And they used to be just like us. It's just mm-hmm. I, sometimes we don't think about it that way, but yeah, but I just looked at them and I said, you know what? I don't
1: know. I, I don't want to end up in a nursing home though. She was lucid, <laughs> but she was still... I, I wouldn't wish a nursing home on, on anybody.
2: No, 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 no. I, not, not at all. But just more so looking I've at I've never seen
1: things. nice ones. Maybe there's nice ones. But the ones I've seen are like just. Nah. Oh, man. It's nah. I, I
2: agree. I wouldn't want to be there either. Yeah. But just more so just looking at it from the perspective of just the elderly population and just mm. having a whole like group of elderly and just being able to see the difference between them. You have some here that can walk, some that can't, some are lucid. Some, it's just. um. Mm. It's all in how we eat, how we take care of ourselves. So just, I guess it's more so thinking about it from that perspective. And I think, like, um, often we're more so thinking about, so often people make choices or temporary fixes, thinking that um, it's a diet. It can't be a diet because diets are temporary, it's a lifestyle. Certain mm-hmm. changes that we have to make. Okay, to, yeah, that's it. Yeah, to make sure that we. That's function properly. Everything is involved. Your brain, your hormones, sex, libido, everything is involved. So it's like, we want to be, how can, like, erectile dysfunction for, um, men. In our age group, it's more common now, but it's a sensitive topic that most men don't want to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like, I would imagine they wouldn't yeah, want to talk about it. You don't it. want to talk about it, but it's like, oh. this is an issue, and you want to know what comes down to it. You going to the gas station, getting pills, and doing all this extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, you no, know, uh, know about the gas station pills. <laughs> it's like, you can, it's more oh. so diet and exercise. Sorry, I
1: I will say, and like I'm not going to go to TMI, but... Um, when I was working out, like, it, it a lot. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: it changed a lot. I was not
1: just changing. Like, I feel like my libido was like on a multiplier. Like, like after working out, I was just like, yo, like, why am I so like amped up right now?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, from what I hear is uh, more so about the testosterone levels. Yeah. And I think don't quote me. I may be wrong, but I, I believe that the, uh, your testosterone for men is mostly in your legs. So if you're training, working out, you're doing something that mm-hmm. involves the legs, maybe mm-hmm. that could be a reason why you're increasing like testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just gets you amped up. Yeah. So for me, it's just more so, I don't know, like um, paying attention to, uh, I guess, uh, like you said, whatever makes you feel good, just go ahead and do that. Because yeah. sometimes it doesn't have to be boring. Like it could be activities that we enjoy yeah. doing, like you know, boxing, dancing, yeah. fighting, whatever it, yeah. it may be. So, yeah, so,
1: um, going into the whole uh, the business part of of your life, mm-hmm. and then the the marriage part. Right. I've known you guys for for a super long time and I think the thing I I enjoy most about you guys relationship is how you guys feed off of each other. Mm-hmm. Is that something that again came naturally to you guys or was that something you developed? I know not to go too deep into like Ralph but I know he's like super introspective. He's like me cuz we're constantly watching YouTube videos, we're constantly sharing different videos with each other and, and having these conversations. Right. So how much of that was, like, you guys just growing together? How much of that was Ralph? And how much of that was just naturally through, like, upbringing or whatever?
2: Uh, I would say it's a mixture of everything. I, I, I think it's more so just um, – and you really got me with that <laughs> question because mm-hmm. I'm just really trying to pay attention because we've been together for so long. Yeah. And, of course, as you, um, I guess, built – a relationship with someone or bond with someone you get to know them and you get to understand boundaries and you get to understand like uh just yeah more so boundaries and just uh growing together as as, as a couple so i don't know if i answered your question saying that but kind of. it's just um and i think like a lot of the stuff growing up like his background and you know And mine's as well. It just made it easier, I guess, with the same views that we Mm had. It just so happened that, I don't know, we clicked, you know?
1: Because I was explaining to him, we were having a conversation, a lot of the stuff that I think because we have or the tools that we have, whether they're innate or they're learned or whatever, we just naturally assume everybody has them.
2: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's very true.
1: So... You being introspective, you might think, well, everybody thinks this way. Right. But that's that's not really the case. A lot of people don't have those tools to really sit down and be like, okay, well, I'm contributing to this not working in my life or I'm the reason why this isn't or this is the reason is that and I got to change this or I got to change that. I feel like a lot of people sort of focus more so on external reasons or excuses as to why certain things can't happen. So. Mm-hmm. And having conversations with Ralph where he'll be like, yo, but is it weird that I think? I was like, no, it's like, it's not. But you have to keep in mind that not everybody has those tools. Right. Him, you and him, but like him, especially when we first met and where we're at now is like two completely different people.
2: Yeah, 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 definitely. I could say a lot of that, um, especially when it comes to Ralph. He has taught me a lot throughout mm-hmm. the relationship. I've grown mm-hmm. a lot. You know, mm-hmm. being around him, just seeing how he move, and especially with him being like street smart. I've learned so much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I grew up sheltered, So just, you know, again, it's a lot that I've learned being in a relationship with him. Um, I say one thing that I did learn uh, in our relationship that really stuck out to me, I never really paid attention to YouTube, Google or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I always just thought that people were just naturally smart. Mm -hmm. Or I just thought that, um, you know, just you would have to go to college to obtain a certain knowledge or maybe you just had to speak Mm -hmm. to a professional to obtain the knowledge. I never really for a second thought that, you know, if I had a question uh, and I needed some answers that I can do some deep research and find Mm -hmm. it out on my own. Mm -hmm. And through him, I realized that and I'm like okay a lot of people in my area don't really think like that or a lot of people that i've come across don't really think like that but he has a different mind like when it comes to getting things done and he's super obsessive like Mm -hmm. he's just like whenever he thinks about something he's just i need to figure this out and not just figure it out i need to know it back inside out like i need to be well versed in this because
1: I think that's one of the things I like most about him.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's you know, like I don't want to just misspeak or you mm-hmm. know I just want to make sure that I give you exactly what it is with no opinions involved mm-hmm. it's just straight facts. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really picked mm-hmm. up with in terms of mm-hmm. him just making sure that if I'm providing information that is not just my own like opinion it's yeah. actually facts. No. Yeah. it's
1: just So how does him being your husband and your business partner, because I feel like you guys have found like a balance. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, nothing's perfect. I'm not saying because from the outside looking in, everything was lit, but I'm sure, like you know, whatever. But you guys ha- seem to have it figured out. How's how's that balancing like work stuff and marriage stuff?
2: Especially with kids now, it makes it a little bit more different. Mm-hmm. Like it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, but Ralph and I, we have an understanding that. It's like we need to just get work done, just get it done. I don't think that sometimes I am in my emotions. I'm not, I don't make it easy for him sometimes and vice versa. You know no. what I mean? But it's just more so thinking like we both have an idea, we're working on a project and it needs to get done. And we're just mm-hmm. trying to, we're motivated to get the project done. So. Are
1: you as obsessive?
2: Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. I am when it comes to getting. Up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am when it comes to getting work done. And it's just funny. It's it's interesting to see how we come together when it comes to um, ideas and things. Because Ralph, he could be certain. He, it's it's like a switch. Like we know mm-hmm. how he can take lead in one area, and I can take lead, and we know how to like intertwine the switch yeah. depending on what it is
1: it's it's dope because i'll have a conversation with him and he'll he'll tell me something you did and i could see like the sense of pride where he's like nah mag edited that like you know she's doing her thing and so on so like it's dope to kind of see that dynamic in a relationship yeah but at what point does like the work stop like navigating it is it hard to switch between we're business partners or and now we're we're married? Or I always wonder that. I you ever watch that show Flip or Flop? No, I love that show.
2: No, no, I haven't
1: watched it. You should check it out. Okay. Well, they're divorced now. I don't know what happened, okay. but I used to love that show. So I would watch the show and I would look at the couple. And I'm like, oh, that looks fire because they're flipping houses. They're a couple. They're married. They got kids. It seems like the that's the dream. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They're flipping houses. He's doing a lot of the stuff. She comes in. She's doing the design stuff. They're a team. They're making it work. And you're looking at that situation like, damn, like you know, she's that's a keeper right there. Yeah. Until they get divorced, and you're like, damn, she's like, what
2: happened with like the what? contractor?
1: Now that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild.
2: It's just like any other relationship. I could just say, for one thing, it's like um, if you're and in, in the home, and you know, your wife is good at one thing, and you're good at another. It's like, or you know, when it comes to the kids, maybe. She may do something, but, you know, for whatever reason, she's not available. And now you have to step in. It's, that's how I look at it when it comes to business, too. Mm-hmm. It's like we just know how to just switch it on and off. Mm-hmm. And we just try to – it's not easy sometimes. It really isn't easy. Uh, it's just – and I'm trying to, like, articulate the words. And this is more so, like, with Ralph. He's he He can easily just express when it comes to, like – uh, exactly what it is that come on, that 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 that's going on in that moment, but it's I, I really can't I don't know. right it just mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably just don't like,
1: sit around and think about this. No, all
2: I really don't think about it because to me, I think it's normal. I really not don't normal. know anything else, so I, yeah. I just my mind just really yeah. can't think about it any other way. I just mostly so look at it like I'm just helping out because he's not only my husband, he's my friend. So I just look mm-hmm. at it like. It's my friend, and we're That's working dope. together. You know Most I mean? people
1: don't really like their significant other. I don't know if you know that. Yeah,
2: yeah, I know. Yeah. A it lot of people <laughs> don't like their significant other. Nah, nah, yeah. yeah. It's
1: weird. It's just mad yeah. people don't. Yeah, yeah, I
2: know, and it's it's challenging too. I think, um, yeah.
1: I, I think low-key, the, the craziest thing about the whole corona situation is it makes you really live with your choices. Right. You know what I mean? With the whole Corona situation, you're faced with your life choices on like a level that you might not have been before. Cause right. you could always leave. Like I'm, I'm married to a woman. I could, or I'm dating a woman. I could go out and sort of take my mind off of it. Or okay. I live in a shitty house. I could, you know, go out, take my mind off of it. Like you know, come home, sleep. Like you know, I don't have to be in it. But with Corona, especially with the stay at home order or whatever, you're kind of it it forced you to be stuck with your choices right right right, if you don't like your house and you're stuck in your house like you're you're feeling it right now if you don't like most people mm.
2: don't want to take that like like you said when it comes to your house or your household the people that um one may be around or whatever it's so challenging because i think it starts to turn the mirror to see like where do i need to focus on is it just this person or is it me and then it's just so many layers. Like when it comes to relationship, it may not be just that problem. It's a deeper-rooted issue. Like I had a conversation with my sister, and we were talking about like getting upset. I said everybody has the right to get upset at something, but then if I'm taking your water and I take a sip out of your water, and no disrespect, I thought it was my cup. Mm-hmm. You flip out. Why do you take my water? That is known. That doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. you, sh- there should that's not a need for you to be that upset. Yeah. And if you're there's that upset, levels. yeah, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. And whatever that is, that deeper layer, you know, if it happened from childhood, you need to get to the root of that like problem. Maybe
1: they need therapy or something.
2: Yeah, because if not, it's going to explode and it's going to get worse. So I think in a lot of ways, like, even when it comes to dealing with emotion, whatever it may be. Let me take a deep breath. When it comes to emotion, whatever it may be, we, it can be a deeper level to how we handle e- our emotions. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be, you know, taken care of. Like, so, where did this, like, why am I upset? I need to get, you have the right to be upset. You have the right to be disappointed. But to be that upset about something that simple is just like, you need to get to that.
1: So, how do you, how do you manage that? So, say, for example, you're you're in wife mode. You're upset at your partner for whatever reason. You're pissed off, and now you have to work with this person. Right? Is it a switch that goes on and off, or how how difficult is that?
2: Yeah, it's definitely it's not a switch. It's more so me just having to realize like what's more important right mm-hmm. then and there. Is it just me being upset, or is it um, us finishing what is something that we need to do to change our lives? And in that moment, I just had to just take a deep breath. And I'm like, Ralph, just give me a few seconds. I need to collect myself. And some days we, I can't collect myself a hundred percent. And he's like, are right, you want to parking lot it for later? I'm like, yeah, let's parking lot it for later, depending on how, you know, crazy the situation may be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, I try my best to just stay in a place where it's like, I'll deal with that later, but right now, this is more important. Mm. So, we're going go to go to work, working.
1: and then I'm going to be mad at you later.
2: Yeah, like, like let's deal uh, with that later, but, you know. We, right well, I now, mean,
1: that shows, go. like, you know, a a really dope level of, like, control over yourself, because not a lot of people could kind of, like, just flip that switch on it all.
2: Uh, I don't, I think, you know what it is? I think, like, all of us as women, we do have it. I think it's just, like you said, it's different levels to it, because, mm-hmm. I think every woman have a level of craziness to them. It's just mm-hmm. that we have to learn how to, like, attain it and mm-hmm. just not go out of control. And learning how to control that craziness, I mm-hmm. guess, helps that person to just as com- mm-hmm. compartmentalize when to explode and not to explode. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I was rambling. Right yeah. No, no, you weren't rambling. <laughs> I, I kind of get it. I
1: mean, I, I used to have kind of a a temper but I feel like I got a hold of it or as I got older I just stopped caring about a lot of stuff so maybe I still have the same temper but it just takes more to get me there I don't know I I don't care about a lot now I
2: think it's a level of self-awareness too sometimes we don't take accountability sometimes we're not really um, realizing how um, it's our fault in that moment but sometimes it's just like, oh, I want to blame you. I want to blame you because this is what, but then really, I never forget one time Ralph and I, we had an argument Mm. and I really do. I had, in terms of rejection because of my dad and everything like that, I really, you know, suffered with that. So I think it was something that was going on. And I said, well, you know, I don't like the way you approach me, but this, and then he was like, he said something to me. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right this is the problem because I do have a problem with re- re- dealing with rejection mm-hmm. in terms of that. And I had to be really self-aware and just like humble myself down and just not blame him 100%, even mm-hmm. though he was responsible to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But then I was responsible mm-hmm. for my So you know, he's, he's set, to he So he like,
1: set something off, but you connected it to something else yeah. and then it just kind of made it bigger.
2: Right, because I, it was more so me just understanding that the way I responded to him didn't mm-hmm. merit like yeah it, that wasn't worth what he did wasn't worth me responding that okay. nasty. I get you. Like I could have held back or I could have responded differently. I could have responded. It's with dope
1: more. that you have a level of self awareness where you could be like, all right, I was I was kind of off, and like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna like take yeah. a look at that. Ta- a I'm lot of people don't. It. A lot of people don't have that.
2: And definitely working on it. It's not yeah. easy, yeah. but working on it is
1: the um i I feel like too coming in because being raised as like Haitian, there are relationship dynamics that you you pick up from your parents that are kind of i guess what's the word I would use um old fashioned mm-hmm. so navigating that and kind of tweaking that because there there were some tendencies I used to have. And maybe a little bit still have their kind of, like, uh, I don't know if you would say, like, chauvinistic or, you know, I don't know. Okay. But, um, you know, you, you work at that. You kind of pinpoint where you're like, okay, that I didn't really like that part of myself so much. So let me see if I can't, like, tweak that or, you know.
2: Right, right, right. It's a lot, like you said, with our culture and has- <sighs> And this is, even when it comes to dating at the beginning, it was a lot of things that I had to learn. Like, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be for your husband and your partner, not because your parents are doing something. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, something that should be for your boyfriend and, you know, somebody that you start starting a relationship. Because we have a—we're very hospitable mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And some people may take advantage of that, I guess, when it comes to—well, mm-hmm. well, more so me growing up in a hospital mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of girls. It's like, you know, you cook, you clean, you do this, you make sure you get... So it's more so about being super generous. And, you know, when I'm younger, I'm thinking like, hey, you know, I'd be this generous with my boyfriend. But that's not somebody mm-hmm. that you should really give your all to. I think that should be something for yeah. your husband. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just more so understanding. But
1: maybe you being so hospitable with your boyfriend is what got you the husband? Is that fun is that a weird way to think about it?
2: I don't know. I don't I just think that there's certain things that we just don't need to just like um
1: Like you're doing too much, like Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah just doing too much. I think um and it's there's certain boundaries that, you know, I guess we need to understand to have, you know, earlier on. I think um I really can't go too much into detail just thinking about specifics, but yeah it's just it's just like I, I could more so think about it from like um a level of uh for me, like yeah, I could more so think about it from a level of like being taken advantage of because you are super hospitable not only on just a relationship level friendship level as well because sure. you can just do something for someone and they think that hey, this person is being super nice to me and I didn't even do nothing to get this type of treatment. I could just treat them like crap or just continue my, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, just, I guess, normal Mm -hmm. behavior. People do take
1: things for granted. Yeah, Yeah, so so for me,
2: I just more so thinking about it from that perspective, just paying attention to that person and just Mm -hmm. not because you are taught with certain morals, you automatically give it to them. It's just more so paying attention to that person, and just more so seeing where they at mentally and just, I don't so, know. So
1: <laughs> I didn't get a chance to tell you um, personally, but congrats on the YouTube plaque. Thank you. Which, that was fire. Thank you. So that must have felt good.
2: Yeah, 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 it did definitely, especially with going to YouTube space and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that, it, it yeah, and,
1: and he showed me pictures from that. That looked fire. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's nice. Um,
1: the the gummies too. Congratulations on the success of that. Yeah, thank that you. went and and that was fire. And to sort of keep up because Ralph kind of gave me the heads up when he was doing it, and then he kind of kept me in the loop as far as the process. Right. So to see it from A to Z was really dope. How how did it feel from your perspective with the whole process?
2: It was surreal. Going through it, it was just almost weird, uh, surreal, because even now, even when I mention to other people, like, hey, we have a company, it's just like, when it comes to close friends and family, they're like, mm, what are you talking about? Back mm-hmm. to? But p- from the outside sp- perspective, and people who are actually following the platform and been with us for a while, like, oh my God, you know, it's just a big deal. You guys actually mm-hmm. have your own company, you have your own manufacturer, who's actually helping you build a brand. And um yeah, for me, it just feels surreal, because you never really look at it from a perspective of hey, I'm actually, you know, creating a supplement from scratch. I'm actually mm-hmm. making sure high-quality ingredients are going into this and actually just providing something that's going to um give nutrients and help people to live a healthier lifestyle. So, yeah, it feels good. And definitely. you're making money. I mean, you left yeah. the money part out. I was waiting for that. Yeah, definitely. The money part, it's like you don't see anything mm-hmm. in the earlier stages because everything mm-hmm. is being reinvested into yeah. the company. So it's not like – um, me saying that you know we don't benefit yet yeah, at the beginning stages you may be benefiting very little but everything is going right back into the company so
1: because i i would say the the feeling and i don't want to i don't want to like focus too much on it because i'm i'm very much about follow your passions chase your passions and everything else kind of comes with that it just so happens that i'm passionate about making money Right. And and what it represents to me, like money's a tool and money equals like freedom. Right. I can have the freedom to do whatever I want and I'm not restricted by certain things. Exactly. The the dope thing is coming from a, a place where you're told that, you know, you're going to school and there's nothing wrong with like someone deciding that they want to pursue a nine to five. Whatever makes you ha- happy or fulfilled or whatever. I'm not. I'm not shitting on anyone. Right. But for you to go to a place where traditionally people with our backgrounds are, you know, you go to school, you get a job, have kids, you know, settle down, send them to school so they could get a job and do the same thing. It's kind of like this.
2: Yeah, cycle. Or, yeah. Yeah, I get you. And that that was another thing, too. I, for some reason, um, always growing up. And I think... Every, Mostly everybody that I grew up with, my friends and everyone, we just always knew that we would want to be in that cycle and realistically growing up, I always wanted to go to school, but it just so happened that I knew it wasn't realistic for me to being in a household of five sisters and my mom was the sole income mm-hmm. like'm i by the time I graduate college I'm gonna come out with a freaking mortgage how am i going to afford to pay that i can't even afford to buy myself a car you know mm-hmm. at that age so it was just more so about making smarter decisions and trying mm-hmm. to minimize debt as much as possible and um just thank god everything just kind of fell into place yeah, it, it wasn't out. really like you know we were trying just mm-hmm. like just so happy Well, i mean i it. felt like
1: i feel like you guys did a fair amount of trying and educating yourselves it was Like watching the progression and all that, like I would still give you guys a ton of credit because it's different when you're in school to like, I'm out here and I'm educating myself and I'm finding things out for myself and I'm trying to better myself, like, you know, in a very, like, you know, non traditional way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, I just, I didn't like or I, I couldn't subscribe to the idea that I have to be in this cycle and somewhere in the cycle, I have to steal moments of like happiness. Like right. you, you work this, this miserable job, And I, I feel like being that we're in the United States and there's like, you know, like, you know, socioeconomic factors where it's like, yeah, they, they could raise minimum wage for people. And yeah, they they could set things up in a way where like, if you have a kid, You don't have to choose what parent gets to spend time with the kid. Like men should get maternity leave, and There should be certain things that are just in place to have people have a better quality of living. But that's not the case right now. Exactly. So the idea that another person can tell me when I can go on vacation or spend time or do this or do that. And I'm spending all of my time and I'm investing all of this effort. Into someone else's creation or someone else's dream, I was just like, I might as well give it a shot on on my own.
2: Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. That's how it. I mean, and I noticed that um, everybody's not like that. Everybody mm-hmm. just re- rather just not deal with the stresses of one minute you're high, the next minute you low. It's you very know? stressful. You know, most people don't want to deal with that. or just trying to figure out how to even just start. You know, but um, it takes a lot of courage. It really does take a lot of courage to just step aside and just commit to it a hundred percent. Cause most people would start, but when it comes to that committing and actually, like you said, like the high and just low and oh my God, it's just, it's a lot.
1: It, yeah. It was like a, it was a quote or it was a meme or something where it, it went, you know, um, I'm working twenty four seven to avoid working nine to five.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you don't realize it because you're enjoying it. Like, yeah. Even with the lows, it's just thank God yeah. I went through it because you learn it. You're learning, you know, through the process. But like, it, I definitely, it's just um, I don't know. It's just something. So
1: the the YouTube dream because like I maybe because I don't mean to you cut know. you off, but I don't yeah, have much
2: time, so probably. Oh yeah, yeah i should have said this earlier on but
1: yeah oh no no we could wrap up soon um the the youtube thing though um what what was the process behind that like like you know building up the subscribers building up the followers that whole process how how's that been and like if someone else was coming into that same space what what advice would you give
2: them okay um definitely be true to yourself be true to your brand uh Don't try to be anything other than yourself and be passionate about the content that you're putting out. Because if not, and you just go on YouTube for money, then it's not going to work. Like Mm -hmm. YouTube doesn't really, it's great if if you're trying to build a brand or if you're trying to put yourself out there. YouTube is a great platform for that. But um, as far as like the subscribers and building the subscribers up. You gotta keep on being consistent with the content, put out content that's great, pay attention to other YouTubers, see what they're doing, learn from them, learn from their mistakes, and just take a little bit from everyone that you follow on YouTube and make it your own. It's mm-hmm. just pretty much what I say. Mm-hmm. And, um, another thing is like integrity and being genuine is so, 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 so important because people can see straight through that and people just, Don't trust anyone who isn't 100%, I guess, for not only for their brand, but also for their, for the subscribers as well. I gotcha. So, um, the platform, the numbers, when it comes, came to YouTube, it started from the fact that we already had a following on Instagram. People Mm -hmm. started to come over from Instagram to YouTube. So I guess if you already have a platform or either like, if it's TikTok, whatever it is, you can integrate the two and just and help start, to build, you yeah
0: know, your yeah, audience, pointing people
2: over. yeah because it helps to put you in favor of the YouTube algorithm and the higher your video is, the more YouTube will push your videos and it, at this point, it's not really subscribers; it's more so the algorithm making sure that hey, this is a favorable video, people are really watching this, and then they put you up further up in the algorithm, so. That's just really more so what it's about is making sure that you're true to yourself, take a little bit from everybody, build your own brand from um, from um everybody that you follow and just be true to your brand and be consistent. It's going to be hard because it took like, I think a full year before we started to see the subscribers start to go up. I think after one year we were at 10K again because we already had the mm-hmm. platform. But with other people, I say, don't measure your subscribers to somebody else's like, my 10k could be 500 for somebody. Mm-hmm. Depending on like the the numbers doesn't like the the amount of numbers. I guess the the larger quantity of numbers really shouldn't matter. It's just more so saying how it's more so seeing the progression. You started from one mm-hmm. and now you're at 25. That's awesome.
1: And it's like how hardcore you're following is because if. Yeah. If you have like a hundred thousand followers that like are, are kind of, they kind of rock with you, but they're not really that into you. Right. That's one thing. But if you have 10,000 followers and they'll buy anything you put out and they support and so on and so forth, that's, that's way more valuable. Yeah.
2: Way, way, way more valuable.
1: All right. So I know you got to go. Um, I had a couple other things, but I think I was just going to ramble for a bit. This was just kind of fun for me. Um, <laughs> uh thanks for coming on uh really quick i want to thank our sponsors blue microphone send stroke uh catalyst case and wildhorn outfitters uh thanks so much for coming out to hang out with me man i appreciate it, uh,
2: reg
1: i'd like to thank our sponsors catalyst case send stroke wildhorn outfitters and of course blue microphone this is reg and you're listening to thaw hack